I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's happiest podcast network. Hey everyone, welcome to Bookish. I'm George Dimmerell. This is a show where we ask you what's your story and what does it say about you. Today on the show we have a hedge fund manager. This guy's been uh, trading now for a few years now. How long have you been trading for? What's your... Seven years. Jeez, that's a long time. Just staring at numbers all day, huh? Staring at numbers, reading, talking to people, but mainly staring at screens. Yeah, it's always because I feel like a lot of people here um, mm. won't know what hedge fund trading kind of involves. And I know uh, it could be surprising for me as well what's like how little active, like people picture it as like, you know, clicking away at stuff, but like that's just not how it works at all because like mm. it's, it's almost a research role with big moments of decisions, right? That's kind of how more how it works. Yeah, so – you look at what moves the market or what moves the stock and you decide to go with it or against it. Or it's kind of like surfing where if you've got a, what whatever information you've got that's, of course, public or some sort of view, you, you have to catch a, catch a wave. You have to be maybe one, two metres ahead of it. If you're five metres ahead, you miss it or you miss it full stop. You have to time it to that perfect one to two metre and the game is to get onto the move then sort of thing. And whatever news or whatever movement the the stock or the market shows, you have to decide to go on there. That's a game. So it's got nothing to do. I mean, there's a little bit of modeling, whatnot, whatnot, but that's all kind of yeah, bullshit, yeah. I think. Well, that's like it's a different type to what you do, right? Yeah. I mean, but in, yeah. Like the, the technical trading. Yeah, technical or even fundamentals. It's there, but then if the fund sometimes fundamentals things don't work, like last year, when yeah. people just when they just print money and it just goes up, and then money goes into one sector all the time, yeah, then you have to switch it up and um, adapt. So that's our game, basically adapting to catch a wave. Yeah. So like, so would it be like just now, curious because obviously, so you've got a, a fund, like you've got a certain amount of money that you basically have to invest well so that it makes returns for the investors who've put money into that fund. That's a good Correct. Summary. So the investors yeah. investors put money into our fund, and then the CIO gives the portfolio managers, like me, uh, money, and then they go make money, but don't lose money, and don't be too <laughs> volatile. Yeah. So that's the other. You kind of like you can't be swinging too far, like no. either way. Like but, it's great if you're making huge wins, but the fact is that's probably not yes. happening unless you're taking too big a risk, right? Exactly. So basically, no matter how much you win, if you lose 5% or more a month, you're probably going to get sacked. 5%? Yep. But that's 5% compared to the market, right? Or is that 5% no. no matter what? 5%, 5%, no matter what. Really? So even if the market falls 10%? Exactly. 
Well, even really? if a market fall, if a market falls ten percent, we're meant to win because we're a hedge fund. Ah, uh, yeah, because that's true. Yeah, because you got to have the options in place and all that stuff as well. You should, you should, you should be prepared for that at any point. Or if oh, it's okay. like sometimes, sometimes the market moves really, really weird. Like this month was a very, very weird month. So when you feel like you're not going to win much, you take off risk. So you don't win or you don't lose much, and then you put on the risk when you think you can win. Right. So if it's actually going a bit mm. like weird and 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 varying highly, you're like, no, nah, I'm not gonna. I, I don't know what's happening here. Exactly. So when the when the surf's choppy and you don't know what to do, you don't play. <laughs> I can tell you've honed this analogy in discussions with people in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, otherwise you're just rambling on and whatnot, right? So it's best to simplify it. I think that's the best way to. Best yeah. fighter, yeah, and that, and that's it's interesting you saying that because like obviously that varies from uh, uh, for people who don't know like fundamental trading, which is basically you find a company you like and you just chuck the money mm. in there and then you just leave it because you know it's going to be good one day, like as in or that's what you think anyway. So you don't really do yeah. that because you actually do need to be a bit more active than that. Well, yeah, because I can't lose. So yeah. if I like with my own money when I invest in stocks, of course that I don't trade with my funds money. I trade like that. I'll go, I put it in a stock that I like for in the long term and I never look at that sort of thing. I just keep it in there. Right. When you see your own stuff, it's, it's got to be a huge uh, plus that like obviously that depth of knowledge you would have that then you can easily translate across. That's that's massive. Yeah. And, you, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, of course. You go for the much more logical thing, which is, yeah, kick back, let it just yeah. do its thing. Uh, exactly. If I, yeah. if I lose 10% on the stock or 20% on the stock in two months, if I still think it's good, I just buy more. I mean, I'd still do that anyway with my yeah. um, hedge fund book, but it's not like I don't put 20% of whatever in there. No, it's hedged. Yeah, it's going to be a much smaller hmm. percentage. And then obviously, and so you, you involve, uh, <laughs> I, I keep wondering, I don't know what the audience we're dealing with. So I, I, I do want to hmm. try to balance both, but you also involve option plays with the stuff you do, I'm guessing. Mm, I don't I play know. options, but I do play futures as a hedge. Right. Okay. Let's just so, say, like, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. it's just a hedge. Or sometimes I go outright and try to take a a couple of percent on the up or downside off whatever news. So that's and so that's commodities. No futures. Futures right? is a no. It's index futures. Ah, oh, index futures. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, again, for anyone listening, uh, futures mean uh, basically how much this thing is going to be worth in the future. Hence why it's called that. And you can do it for lots of different things, which can be like commodities, like what I said, like as in oil and stuff like that. Or you can do it with index funds, which is like things that track the market. S&P, S&P yeah. or Dow or what? Yeah, I, don't, I just, I just have no idea how much is going to be gobbledygook too. They're <laughs> like, where the fuck is the book talk? What the hell is this? So, Sorry, man. <laughs> that's all right. That's uh, I, I really want more variety in here, so that's why this is fun. Uh, the and you've been and you're based overseas, overseas, and you Correct. trade in the Asian markets. Yeah, Asian markets, and I'll be doing a little bit more, probably the US, a little bit in the future. So is that because, like, so hedge funds in general, they actually try to diversify to lots of different, like the whole world. No, not really. It depends. Like, I mean, there's hedge funds that look at different asset classes, right? So. There's equities, there's commodities, there's interest rates effects, right? Uh, but for us, it comes down to, or if you really want to make money, it's how much you can scale, right? So to be able to manage hundreds of millions of dollars, a billion dollars, you need to play in various big markets, right? So if you're only playing Australia, it's probably going to be hard to manage more than 200 million. Do you know what I mean? Because there's liquidity and you can only play certain names you can get out of and whatnot or take big positions on. 
Yeah, ultimately, the value of the market here, if if we're talking about stocks, is limited compared to... Correct. The state is the only place, basically, can do. What states like, as in, so the states is just that much bigger than anywhere else in the world? Yeah. So America, a small cap will be three billion, worth $3 billion, which is a large cap anywhere else in the world. Oh, right. So it's that significant. Because I would have thought, like, again, Asia is obviously a very general term because mm. every country has its own market. Mm. Um, but all those... Are that small compared to the states? Yes. I mean, that, every country's got a couple of big ones. Let's just say, like, Japan has Toyota or China has, like, Alibaba or whatnot, but America's got hundreds of them. All right. So, okay. And uh, in terms of – to go into that for a second. So, in terms of uh, different different parts of Asia, um, mm. can you can you trade in China or is that something you can't do unless you've got some mm, I mean, it depends. Each hedge fund has a mandate which they tell the investors, this is a strategy that we're going to trade. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have to stick to that mandate. So I can't just be like, hey, tomorrow I'm going to start trading uh, Poland yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. And the, and he, and, we and lost each, all our money each... in Zimbabwe futures? What the, <laughs> the hell is this? Exactly. Exactly. I got a like, guys. <laughs> And yeah, and each like each country has different characteristics, right? So if you're yeah. a professional in Australia, doesn't mean you're going to be a professional or you're going to be a winner anywhere else in the world because yeah, things move differently. Oh, so things actually because I would have thought the biggest issue would be um, just you just because you need to know what the thing is that you're trading. So like that takes research yeah. and work. So you, of course, of course, a whole new market is a brand new thing because you don't have to just know them. You're going to have to know how they fare up against the rest of the market and stuff. But you're saying that actually on top of that. They actually move different as well. Exactly. So let's just think. I'll make it easy for you. There's a let's just say poker, right? Because back in the day, I used to play a little bit of poker as well. Um, players from different countries play a different way. So think about that. You know, so really, I, correct. So some countries, especially like the Scandinavian countries in poker, they were extremely aggressive and loose. Um, mm-hmm. Some countries, let's just say the Asian countries, where they're a little bit more gambly and they're a bit shit. So they play a different way. And, and yeah, so you have to adapt to how the players in the market, market play because that's how, who you're playing against ultimately anyway. And then within yeah. that, there's different retailers play differently to institutions and different institutions play differently to other institutions. Let's just say hedge funds and pension funds play a different way. So it's just well, a big yeah. game. Yeah, and uh, like in terms of, because obviously that's, I guess, the other side of this, and this might have changed in the last two years and probably also Mm. varies country to country. But how much, Mm. like, once you get into these kind of sizes, is the retail component that big or is it mainly the other players are other? Mm. It can be. It can be because certain certain stocks retailers play and certain stocks institutions play. So let's just say everyone's favorite of the last six months is GameStop, right? Mm. That was basically a retail play. So each... um, each stock has different characteristics, not just fundamentally like what they do as a company, but also how the stock moves in terms of what sort of players are playing the game. So yeah. let's just say Texas Hold'em is the same game, right? If it's six-handed, okay, it's the same game, but a 100, 200 blind game is going to play differently to a two-cent, four-cent game. Yeah, because uh, the stakes and the, all that and the, and the players that are involved. And the players. In everything, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, the one thing I, I would say people would feel and mm. I guess I would, I'll, I'll put it into a uh, time frame just to be more fair. But I feel mm. and like because I kind of feel I've seen this as well in the last like maybe five years, uh, maybe yep. five, 10 years. But it seems like the stock component has become less and less attached in many ways to 
the fundamental as much as it was 15 years ago, let's say. It feels like there's a lot more going on now than it – like it's not just how good the company is anymore. It's also like a million other things seem to impact it more now than it used to. Is that I think I think, it, I think it's the same thing. It's exactly the same as 15 years ago in terms of it's purely supply and demand that pushes a stock, but we just have more information or everyone, even like, you know, our mum or dad or auntie or uncle have more information now or are able to play the game now directly than they are 15, 20 years ago. So that's why the stocks move differently, not just fundamental. Right. So, because the other one that I would have thought is, and again, this might be, it might be Mm. the same, but the ratio of big money versus small money now versus 15 years ago. So like, whether Mm. that's changed or is that roughly the same? I mean, I'm not- more money now. Yeah, but I, I'm not too sure about the percentage of retail money that's in there or percentage of institution money, whether it's very different from 15 years ago. But what, what the difference is, 15 years ago, if you wanted to buy a stock, you had to go through your retail brokerage. or Do you know what I mean? Like you had to yeah, call yeah. up your mutual fund. I don't know, not a mutual fund, but your bank, you know, the consumer bank to do it for you. Whatnot. Now you can log into Robinhood or what's, whatever the fuck it's called and then, yeah. you know, trade yourself. So. It's a lot more easier now, right? Okay, that's a yeah, cool. that, and that would add a, a different vibe to it, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like GameStop. That would yeah. not have happened, yeah, ten, fifteen. Exactly years ago. from uh, thanks to like uh, what is it? Was it Four Chan? Two Chan? What was it doing? Reddit. Reddit. Yeah, Reddit. Four Chan's a lot meaner you know? than Reddit. <laughs> okay, Reddit's <laughs> a nicer angrier. one. Yeah, exactly. They, they didn't have that fifteen years ago. And plus, even if they did, they were throwing pigeons at each other. I don't think they would have been able to move it so much. Yeah, exactly. That was actually, and and it's stayed, which is the weird thing. It moved and then kind of stayed in that. Well, not obviously as high as it got, but it's still way higher hmm. than it was. So it's just a weird. Yeah, thing. I think you know they were able to do certain things then, like when the stock moved up and went expensive, they could do equity financing. Do you know what I mean? So if you sell, what what that means is like there's two ways a company can. I mean, it might get a bit boring, but what, if you want, if you want to know, I, I can talk through it, but then you can edit it, I guess. <laughs> well, like <laughs> you can work on like how short. So what, you're just going to talk about the difference between equity and debt financing. Yeah, and what I mean is, and then yeah, so there's debt and equity financing, right? Yeah. And then if the equity financing is better to do when the stock price is higher, mm. so if they're able to do equity financing, let's just say a million shares at hundred dollars is way different to a million shares at a dollar thirty, right? Yeah. So if they do a million shares for $100, they've made $100 million, right? Mm. Rather than if they did the same thing, they've only made a million, 1.3 million. Yeah. So if they're able to do that, they've just from a million shares, they've been able to get 130 million, the company's worth more. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So of course, the stock price is going to be a bit higher. That's true because it's just got mm. more money in there now. So Exactly. Yeah. So it's easier for them to do money like That's why it's here. Yeah. Okay. No, that does make sense. I do like that uh, side of that, that component of the analysis. Um, mm. Okay. So... The other, I guess, before we go into the book, actually, no, let's go to the book and then we'll jump around. Sure. Your book of choice for today is? American Psycho. By Brett Easton Ellis. Um, one of my favorite, he's actually my favorite author. So it's not just this book that I like, it's that one, uh, this one, and there's Glamorama, and there's a bunch of others that I like to read, right? Like, I don't really read too much fiction, but his books I read, and there's Chuck Palahniuk, or however the fuck you say his name. Yeah. Those two I like, you know. Some Polish name. I think. Yeah. Um, he wrote the, Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. with uh so with Brett because he also did uh the uh rules no rules of attraction. Yeah, rules of him? attraction. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that a lot as well. He's got a yeah, certain it's good. 
Yeah, he's got a certain way of writing where it's like uh, not a lot. I it's think, just a slice yeah. of life more than it is a story. Exactly, I and I think it can uh, resonate to that a bit, especially if you grow up, if you grew up a little bit bougie. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you grew up in a private school or yeah. whatnot, you, it kind of resonates with you, the way the characters think, the way they talk to each other and whatnot. Mm. So I think, yeah, like for me, I'm, I'm – I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty simple and direct. So I think I spoke to you before once, like I tried to read Salman Rushdie. <laughs> so, and then I, I think I read like three and a half pages. I didn't know what was going on. So things like look, that I'm, I'm unable to read. So. Yeah, look, to be fair, that's uh, <laughs> the satanic verses, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's like, it's it's one of those ones where like, this is in English, but this makes no sense. Like in, it's just so metaphorical and all that it's like it hurts your head to look at i've i've did another one of his books midnight's children which at least was like yeah. more grand reality but it was still quite like it, yeah it's it, it, i felt like i was missing so much like as in i wasn't getting what was going on in a way there was a lot of subtext that i was like not really picking up on but um but anyways to go but to go with uh, so to give a quick summary of american psycho basically it's a snapshot of uh the 80s uh new york Bankers, um, which it doesn't. Does it ever specify what he does? I don't think it. Does. I think it's nineties, nineties, and he's an investment banker. Ah, okay, right. So it's nineties. All right. So early nineties, yeah. Early nineties, or maybe late, yeah, something like that. Sorry. Yeah, just because I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, it could be eight ladies, late eighties, early nineties around. There. It feels very eighties in the vibe of what mm. it's got, like as in it, just the level of psychopathy involved and stuff like that. It's a very could be a cliche of that eighties thing. Yeah, you know, like Wall Street movie, like that. Um, and basically, it's about this character and his internal monologue and just hanging out with his mates and stuff and his uh, seemingly normal day job in terms of working mm. at his investment bank. But then a lot of the very, very, very graphic and dark and disturbing violence that he commits um, uh, uh, outside of that, I guess. <laughs> That's kind of a summary of it, I suppose. I think, yeah, I think the more... I like, what I liked about it is it's look, I'm not I don't like the violence part of it per se, but the way he writes is he describes it, it's a very, very um superficial character, right? Mm -hmm. Patrick Bateman. And he explains or he describes the murders exactly the same way as he describes the weird food that he's eating at these bougie restaurants mm -hmm. or what the clothes that people are wearing, whatnot, right? So everything's the same in his crazy head. Yeah, that's one. That's one of the things which is weird when you first read the book, and the way every single character he he will describe in detail every item of clothing yeah. of everyone the entire book. It and is, it's actually it's wild how yeah, it's very clever. I find the way he writes. Yeah, like because it kind of makes sense what they're wearing because I, I like my clothes as well, right? So it kind of makes sense like the mm -hmm. brands that he's bringing out and what sort of clothes that they specialize in. Also, like the food, it's like really weird but at the same time you can see these like snobby restaurants you know bring like two toothfish with like i don't know watermelon jello you know what i mean like it, it yeah. yeah yeah did you feel like it actually was a reflection of were you and this this would be mm. impressive because I, I i to be fair i didn't read this years mm. ago but did you actually feel like the clothing and the food that each character chose was a reflection of them somehow as well yeah yeah well like if when we if we go to like um look I'm not an investment banker, and to be honest, I don't really like people on the sell side. I mean, look, I do like people on the sell side, but the mold, do you know what I mean? Like the typical stereotype guy, right? 
let's just say works mm-hmm. at a top tier investment bank. It's just pure insecurity, right? Purely insecurity, but yeah, you know, just because they've got a good job, acting tough to make up for. Well, yeah. this is my theory. Like, you know, these Asian kids—they're quite smart. They go to university in, let's just say, the United States or England or whatnot. And they're smart kids. They can talk a bit of English, but they're little Asian kids in the end, right? So they get no girls, zero, right? And all the girls that they like get chat. <laughs> they get picked up by the good-looking, you know, American footballers. They come back with a chip on their shoulder to um, the Asian country they're from. They have a good bank job at an investment bank and they think they're King Dick, throw money around a little bit. But in the end, they're insecure little kids. And I think this this book yeah. reflects that very well. Yeah, that level of like how much it's about surface. Yeah. Like it's just well that that's that's honestly this is the whole that's the whole insight into exactly. that side of the banking thing, which yeah, everyone can agree. Exactly. Is gross. Yeah, it's 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 not yeah. nice, right? And then it's all just showing, but you can really see through that sort of thing. And then I think um, Brett Easton Ellis is able to show that very well. Well, it's like, yeah, it, it, he captures it. It does. It, it's good. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And the insight, like I still remember, um, like one of my favorite chapters and like, cause it's weird. Cause it's, oh yeah, people, I can understand how some, I, I get why it's an absolute mm. classic. I've got to understand how some people maybe who had no insight into that world would be, uh, confused by what's going mm. on but like one of my favorite chapters and i'm sure you loved it as well was it's like a 50 page discussion trying to pick a place oh, just the amount of shit talking absolutely going on. like just just they're getting distracted and talking about nothing and just planning nothing and it's just like what is this conversation and it just goes on forever and they can't pick a place and look i've been through that conversation before do you know what i mean like not not as a bougie or anything like that but speaking to my idiot friends do you know what i mean we're my big guys at dinner or a club. We're trying to impress one of the girls. You know, it's just meaningless talk for 95 minutes. And I was like reading that. I'm like, wow, I just did this two weeks ago. Is what I felt. <laughs> Look, I like the honesty because that's true. Yeah. It's a part of, especially when you're younger and like whatever. I think as you mature, you start getting, hopefully, although actually we say that, but definitely there's people yeah, they, they get older who still do that a little bit as well. But I think I, he's, he's 27 in the book. And I think that's a perfect age mm-hmm. that people are a little bit like that. Yeah. Between 24 and 28, 29. I think in your 30s, I think as you know, maybe mid-30s, you mellow down a little bit. Some people do. Mm. Yeah. Or like at the very least, yeah. Unless you, you've got to get over it a bit. Like unless that's your whole life defining. Like surely you're going to get over it exactly. a bit. It's going to get a bit repetitive. Yeah. Like and I think people see through a little bit more as a little bit older you get. Ah, huh. yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Because I feel like that, that's the other thing, which again, it, it does capture well in the book, I think, is that, uh, and you, you would have firsthand experience how much it is a world where everyone in it is kind of involved in upholding the the lie, in a way. Yeah, upholding, upholding you know I mean? the pissing contest sort of thing. Yeah, like everyone's involved, like, uh, yeah. Uh, like the, everyone's the people are buying the clubs there's always people there who think it means something yeah. so then they think it means something because these people act like it means something and then yeah it's just this big hollow thing where everyone's kind of faking it a yeah, little bit that's um, true yeah it's a, like let's put it there. These, these guys who act like this I feel like uh, they're getting su- supported to act like this by people around them reacting to it in a way where they're like oh wow yeah did you go there on the whole? Did you go there for a weekend? That's so cool! Oh my god, your Instagram is so cool! Look at that boat you're on. Yeah, exactly. They get their egos fed as well. I know a guy <laughs> in finance. He um, is is a bit of a loser. I think when he was younger, and then he went. Over, I think he went overseas. He was a bit of a nerd. He went overseas. Um, 
to a good school, I think he's a smart guy. And then um, he had no friends. And then when he started throwing money around, he got friends. So now, you know, he lives that sort of life. So Yeah, well, that's exactly it, right? And in the end, if that molds that molds who you who you become in the end, which can be a bit sad, or maybe he's happier that way, right? So I don't know. Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's fine if people are happy to live that life and they're happy themselves. And fuck, go for it. If they're not hurting anyone or killing anyone, like Patrick <laughs> Bates, supposedly. Well, I don't think he did. By the way, I. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the big uh, question of the novel by the end, which is like how mm. much of it was in his head of the stuff he's saying. Is yeah. it really just like nothing? I think the whole thing's in his head. Yeah. In his head. And like obviously he's writing yeah. it to be so you can take it however much you want. Mm. I think very much um, if I was going to send it, I reckon he does because of like there do seem – it seems like a lot happens which like relates to other stuff, but I do think there are points. I think mm. when it switches to third person, it's made up. Mm. That's what I my view was. Well, he only he only he only switch, switches to the third person when he's getting chased by the cops and swaps. Yeah, yeah, but it gets completely <laughs> absurd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know that I think I think when it's real is when he kills like pathetic things, like a oh, well, they're not pathetic, but I guess pathetic, like a, a rat or a stray dog or something. It's probably true. Mm. Or uh, there was one scene where he's like completely like drugged out of his mind, walking through the like streets of New York, tr- mumbling his words and. Trying to order things at like a small, you know, like a small canteen and that. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can totally see this happening, sort of thing. Not to me, but to my friends who like to go out and party a fair bit. Yeah, exactly. There are plenty <laughs> of those guys. Yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, to talk about the book as, as a whole for a second and kind of how people view it. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a difficult topic for people uh because obviously they have their own experiences when looking at it but like as a work of fiction and art and it's going to mm. be acceptable like as in it's it, it does provide it i mean it's big for a reason look there's space for this stuff as long as it's looked at from a certain point of view and not like glamorized which Just, is the if, if it's a if it's a if it's a fiction book and people aren't doing it in real life and whatever right so it's a it's their old computer games and murder correlation right like come on give it a break i mean yeah like as in if you're saying the issue is that it's going to make people do it um i'm not yeah i mean if that's the most nuts look that's a valid point if we're talking about nuts and bolts is this going to make anyone do it Mm. and that's the question and that's like well that's going to be hard Mm. to get data on but i assume not because yeah Mm. probably the guys who feel like this they'd be reading and being like i don't get it (laughs) i don't read books bro Mm. too busy bloody smashing cash at the club (laughs) I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, the, so I guess to go to, on that for a second though, because um, obviously mm. the fact that you are working in a hedge fund and this is your favorite book, people might feel mm. like they draw that correlation, even though for you it is an insight into – because mm. the funny thing is, when, when did you first read it? Before you did anything? Mm, yeah, of course. When I was a uni student, first year. In. Oh, right. Okay. So all the, all the way back there. Mm. So I actually read it three times. I actually read it one more time just before our interview. Yeah. yeah. Just so I can uh, yeah. so be prepared. So I can be prepared. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. Because otherwise, yeah. I was going to drill you on it. I was going to be like, what happens in page yeah. 57? It's a very important page. I've, I've only read it once, but I'm, my recall with books is actually not bad. So that's why I can I can feel like I can remember. It's very good. The uh, the yeah, there's a I do remember the the they didn't put it in the movie, the, the really disturbing murder scene that's in the book. Whew. Let's just say yeah, that's involved. not in that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think the funny the one I laugh at the most is when he um he's walking around and he he only acknowledges people that are impeccably dressed, right? Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't like bums. And he, he loves Donald Trump, which is pretty hilarious, right? Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he hates bums. And then there's just there's just this normal girl sitting on the steps, just I think drinking a, a Dunkin' Donuts coffee or something. And immediately she thinks she's a bum and throws like a, a dollar bill in her cup, and it's just floating there. He's <laughs> like, this is a character. This is the sort of character you're dealing with. So like, you kind of have to laugh at the guy, yeah. right? Because it's such a hilarious joke. He's completely like not in touch with the reality at all. <laughs> yeah, he's a complete. He's a complete American scientist. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then yeah, and then if you uh, if you really really input like, and then it, like um, all the murders and everything else, you know, there's just you get you, you start thinking like it's just got to be in his head mm. sort of thing. And then the book kind of becomes funny, and the murder scene is just it is gory. Well, they right? just get more and more. Absurd. But if you think it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then if you think that, you're like, okay, I, I kind of get this lunatic now. Sort of yeah. So I think yeah, I think it's completely crazy that um, people would get angry at this book. I mean, especially like 20 years ago, especially now, you would have all these like, so oh, who knows, what do you reckon? Do you reckon this um, this woke movement will get angry or would they be more liberal? would be like, hey, they're expressing whatever the she, her, he, him. Uh, look, the, I think the whole idea would be uh, to – like look at art, like the leader, one of the most respected books of all time. And it's, it's literally from the point of view of a pedophile who's in love with a girl. So like, as in there, there, there is space in the arts for this kind of stuff to exist. And the fact that it is so popular, hmm. it's not just popular with like bankers. Like this book is popular with everyone because everyone gets what it's doing. So it's not a case. There might be some fringe people who get upset at it and take, and like some of them might have legitimate issues where they've had personal experience and that they can't get past, which is, you know, as long as they don't then be like, they can not like it for those reasons, but then to be like, let's ban it all together yeah. is obviously a step that I think I disagree with in terms of anything that comes out. Um, even as I can understand where they're coming from in terms of they don't like it for whatever reason. Well, that's that's yeah. two separate things. Yeah, so you don't, yeah, you don't like it. We just yeah, that's fair enough. I agree too. Yeah, but the um, so the 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 other side which I do think is um, I know from talking to you in the past, another book that you quite like, and because I, I do, I feel. It wasn't until I read The Rules of Attraction from Brady Snells as well that I realized that he 
he definitely knows how to he has different all these characters are always very shallow like in terms of they've got a fairly limited perspective but they do have some depth so in that book they've got depth they they care they yeah. love and all this stuff but in this case he's very much a psychopath like as in his whole way of talking is just so disassociated from anything it's a it's a unemotional thing most of the time and i yeah. know that you've mentioned um a book in the past that you liked was the stranger by albert camus right oh yeah i really like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. A nice memory. I really, really like him, that book too. Yeah, which is uh, interesting because that book as well features a very disengaged uh, observer-type character. Like, I mean, that's the mm. whole vibe of the book, uh, which is where he feels like he's just relaying the information that's there almost, even though you can tell kind of nice connection more going on underneath, I think. Yeah, well, that's interesting because I think you know that I've been single for quite a long time. Yeah. And it was my one and only girlfriend from a long time ago that said that read that book and said, "Hey, you kind of um, remind me of this character, sort of thing, right?" So maybe that was a little bit of thing. But look, to be honest, I like, and then maybe, look, I, I know I'm not a sociopath or a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the if that's the angle you're going, no, that's at, not the angle. Actually, I'm going like, for. <laughs> you can relax. <laughs> well, to, to be, be honest, more to be honest, I now. actually. <laughs> Uh, no, no, it's okay because I actually saw a shrink once about that. Mm-hmm. And you said, no, nah, you're not a sociopath or a psychopath. So that's covered. And so then done. Um, I've got a certificate here, guys, that says it. So I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and then I don't know, maybe it's, yeah, it's, look, to be honest, maybe I, I can be a little bit shallow or superficial. But then um, maybe that's the part where I can kind of, um, not, what do you mean? What, not oh, sorry. What sorry? Um, where I can <laughs> kind of uh, not engage, but understand the way they're thinking, sort of yeah, thing, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's <laughs> already this is your whole rea- reaction right now is shows the, the lack of sociopathy because you're like stressing <laughs> about how you're coming across and trying to phrase it and getting nervous. Because I would actually, so here's the thing that I would say, um, which I think mm. is uh, relates to both because I've. I relate to it as well. Uh, the the feeling of being mm. disengaged and uh, being more of an observer in many ways about what's going on, rather than uh, right. Like yeah, I feel that a lot. There's a lot of characters that follow that mold that I feel mm. the same with. Um, so, but I think one of the things that's notable. This is why I would, this is why I would say it's interesting. Even your ex girlfriend said this because these characters they talk like this and they act like this, but the way they're written, I think you can tell that they aren't like there's more going on there's a deeper thing there's an yeah. emotional core there that's maybe I think so. they're 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 hiding like they they're just not dealing with almost like they especially the I like think the they're angry. especially that's where he he acts the re- things he does in the book he does from a position mm. of like anger like as in he, even though he's being presenting calm while he does it the the, the mm. he kills that person whatever like that, that, that's an act of anger that he's doing it he's not an act of like a calm person just doesn't care. You don't get upset. Like, let me put it this way. They're more- I think so. so that's why I don't think- uh, Yeah. So do you feel maybe sometimes like there's that that, that element going no, on? No, I, I think I, I think so. Like, I think especially with, say, Patrick Bateman, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the um, protagonist for American Psycho. I mean, there's that- I mean, we've all, I think we've all had insecurities before. I think if you're- even, Especially if you want to- If you're kind of driven or you're a little bit greedy- or ambitious or whatnot, you need to have that little bit of, say, jealousy or that, you know, 
drive to really want whatever you're looking for, whether it's money or whatnot, right? And in the, in, the, in the book, there's a guy called Paul Owen who's got a really good account that he manages, which he, in his head, kills in the end, mm-hmm. right? But I, I don't think he dies. But, you know, like I can kind of see that. Uh, not, not so much now, but say when I was a little bit younger, you know, when people, whether it's in the industry or not, were really, really crushing it. And you're like, well, you know, I'm a little bit jealous of him, whatnot. Yeah. So I, I kind of see that. Or like, you know, when you just, when someone else has got something a bit nicer than you, maybe you want that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think personally, like, you probably need that a little bit. Yeah. To actually like really, really succeed. Like that, you know, I mean you can't let it override you, right? Like it does with Patrick Bateman. Yeah. But then if it's still there and you're trying to be like, it kind of gives you anything that gives you that extra push, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. So, you know, even like uh, let's just say there's a show on Netflix called Billions, right? Mm-hmm. Even like the protagonist in that has a little bit of that in there. He's a complete billionaire, right? So who knows? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just a personal personality trait for those sort of people. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Uh, look, I think it's pretty human to have that uh, comparison, like feeling. Uh, did you get like? I guess to go down that thing, like just to just wondering, did you feel like you were aware mm. every time when you were feeling that and acting on, or did you feel sometimes maybe you were just like a bit cut at someone, or you acted in a way where you're like, ah, oh, oh yeah, I was actually probably a bit jealous at the time. I didn't even think about it. You know what I mean? No, I think I, I think, um, I mean, maybe. Mm, not really. I think I knew I was still kind of jealous mm-hmm. at that time, and you act on it afterwards. Is is my consensus? Maybe one percent or two percent of the time I didn't know, mm-hmm. but most of the time I think I know. Yeah, I knew. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> included those in the calculations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I had calculated. I my think so. I think that's point. a part of Griffin. <laughs> And I think, like, <laughs> I think it's a part of growing up. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, the, mm. the so the other side of that, because like, obviously, it's got uh, with the book set in New York and the early nineties or late eighties. I feel like it's eighties because it's very eighties in terms of what it views as the cutthroat banker thing. The nineties is a bit more could be, but maybe. And they talk about uh, they they talk about the Japs, or the Japanese, ah, um, a lot in there. So it must have been Japanese. Exactly, and it's probably before the crash, which was what ninety? No, eighty-seven. No, eighty-seven was a flash crash. Eighty-seven was crash. Was after that ninety? Was it ninety? So yeah, so I think it's late eighties. It's based. All right, okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, so the uh, I guess the other side of it as well is that whole uh, New York thing. Like, obviously, hmm. that's the epicenter of this stuff. Um, did that side yep. of things you're at least like, cause I think this, this, we're going to an interesting part of this stuff because there's all like, you could say the same thing about, um, I'm going to be using movies. Actually, one's a book. So I can say that, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, for mm. example, that's a good one where people feel like sometimes, and this is the issue people might have with something like American Psycho. It's meant to be showing that it's bad, but people end up treating yeah. it like it's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, like it's, it's not good to. A say cheat people or you know like do what um Jordan Belfort did back then right yeah. which is basically criminal but then if you want to splash if you've made your cash you're going to splash it around have a good time be superficial and you're happy then go do it yeah you know I don't think it's bad at all to do like not one bit 
Yeah, like just to be yeah. If you got if, you, if if you're being happy, and you're not causing anyone any harm. Exactly, and then if a bunch of people think you're a piece of shit, maybe you are a little bit, but you're not hurting them directly. And fuck it. No, that's yeah. That's a who cares. <laughs> yeah, look, that's a it's a yeah. And you know whatever consequence that you get, if you can eat it, then go do whatever the fuck you want. Just don't break the law, right? Yeah, or hurt anyone directly. Or hurt anyone directly. Not that you, if you if you care about them, if you don't care about them, I guess whatever, right? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't. I mean, I mean, look, see, look, you can't keep everyone happy, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you go, you go. Hey, George, who do you like out of? You know, who do you think is hotter between Patrice and Eleanor, right? Yeah. And you know, you go, you got to choose one. When you choose one, and the other one might be a bit butthurt, right? Yeah. But like, fuck, you, you know, you just pick on the one you want. And you're being honest. So, whatever she feels, it's sad, but. Not really, but cop it sweet. It's a part yeah, of life, that's right? probably a nicer version. <laughs> that's probably the least. Yeah, okay. If that's the extent of it, then yeah, that's fine. <laughs> if that's what we're talking about, yeah, that's fine. Obviously. All right, what are we? What are, what are we talking about? What, what's the bad extent? Give me an example. No, it could just be like treating someone terribly when just because you don't know them. You know, screw like let's for example, Jordan Belfort is uh, <laughs> rorting all these people he doesn't know. If you have the attitude of that right. where you don't know them, then screw it. Then. You kind yeah. of like that's fine, but you're rorting them, but you're rorting them, which is which is bad, which is against the law. So because it's against the law, it's bad. But if it was like, well, technically, like you mean, what's an example? An example that does that involves rorting people, but isn't against the law. Um, actually, there'd probably be heaps of those. Oh, if it's like, yeah, it's heaps of yeah. Well, yeah, I guess like overcharging people, whatnot, yeah. or like yeah, um, yeah, just hidden fees. But if you're not, I guess, yeah. like as in yeah. And it like it look if it's yeah. involving grandmas and stuff, which is like the Belfort one, which yeah, is so okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's uh, yeah, it's not it's a bit un- yeah. I, I I take issue with the uh, the celebration now of Jordan Belfort, considering just how bad what he did was for so many people, like how much he screwed them over. Um, yeah, it's against the love of George, you know. Just because like it's, I think, I think it's um, I think it's human nature. As in the people that buy these products, let's just say like cryptos now, right? Or if someone promises you this much, right? And you're like, whoa, okay, let's do it. And if they don't have a gun to your head, right? If you're not going to do your research, then you've been duped, right? It's like if we buy a bunch of clothes or for whatever brand, right? Let's just say we buy a t shirt for $150, which is ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. It costs $7 to make or whatnot, but we're paying $150 for it. Right, and the brand's pretty cool for about six months, and then it, it's really late. Let's just say, like a Ed Hardy, right? Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. Ah, look, I think that's not exactly the same because that's like a like that's tan like that's got something else. So if I'm buying your couch, it's going to break tomorrow, which is probably a better example than saying an over, slightly overpriced couch. Right, I'm selling you a couch that's going to break tomorrow, and you come in and you don't know much about couches, and I'm like, this couch is great, and I fully right. know it's going to break tomorrow when you sit on it, but I sell it to you anyway. That's not, that's bad. Okay. That's dog. You know what I mean? And like, all and right, let's just say. Asymmetry there. You don't okay. know furniture. So instead of you. Oh, no, no, like, okay. Let's, it's exactly the same. So let's just use t shirt as an example, right? Let's just say this stock's trading at $2, right? And there's a t shirt that's $2, right? And then it's an Ed Hardy one, right? And this guy that works at Hardy knows that it's, it's rubbish, blah, 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 blah. 
right? But it's got too much inventory. This is that that they're probably going to go to shoot in a year, but they're still selling it for eighty dollars, right? Whereas this guy is a stock stock salesman, a retail guy, right? He's got too much inventory of these stocks. So he needs to sell it off for whatever price, but it's still going to be worth two dollars in the end. It's not going to go to zero. Well, I mean, if it stays the same, so what's the difference? Well, again, because like the example I'm giving is where it's 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 exactly. selling a product which then breaks or it doesn't work or loses value, and you're aware of it. Um, so, like again, probably the better example, like I said, is selling a couch that breaks that, and you know it's going to break tomorrow, or like a builder or a, or if a bigger one, a builder that builds a place and they do a fully terrible job and then they sell it to people and the people again they're coming in with not the same knowledge, so a builder can build it in a really cheap bad way and then sell it to the people, and then they get okay. it. Like anyone looking at that would be like, "That's bad." Like we should regulate against. Of course, that. of course, we should step in and say, "Of course, if it's going to break." Yeah, and that's kind of the example I'm meaning more so than, uh, yeah, a change in value. Okay, I, I guess so. So if the if the guy that's selling the stock is selling you a company that he knows is going to go bankrupt, done. Yeah, but if it's just something that's not that's floating between two dollars and two hundred dollars, and it's the same as a t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's a that's that's that, that, that I'm referring more to the first one. You're referring more to the second one. That's that's I guess what we meant. So to go back to the book for a second. Um, so in terms of those uh, the relationships that he has in it, which I think uh, mm. we can agree are just completely shallow. All of them. Um, yeah. Do you often feel like you've got that with? Uh, can you very much tell when it's like that with people and when it's not? Do you maintain those still? Mm, I think no, because I'm a bit different in a way that I don't – I only kind of hang out with people that I like sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not so much shallow when it comes to friends. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, suggests some sort of emotion but, from you, some sort of deep Absolutely. Well and I think – but there is – I think you know personally as well as I do, there are a bunch of people who, you know, whether they're friends or acquaintances or whatnot, that they hang out with people just for the status. Yeah. Or just because they think it's cool or – it's a minor celebrity or whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing. And I think we all see that in the real world as well. Yeah, yeah. People can sometimes just, uh, yeah, They're doing it for other reasons, I guess. But, and then yeah. it works and then everyone just does it all the time and it maintains a system, which... Uh, exactly. It. I think, I think, I think um, it's a bit of a cynic, um, cynical way of looking at the world, mm. um, American Psycho. But I think there's why it's such a masterpiece and why it's so famous is because I think it really does reflect the real world that we live in. Yeah, that elements of society live in, that, 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 that callousness, yeah. that disregard, that shallowness, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's yeah. on point. Do you point. feel like it's uh, so I guess because uh, obviously it, I, I actually looked it up. So, yes, it, it was based on the late mm. 80s. It was, it was released in 91 okay. is when it came out. Yeah. Um, do you there feel you like uh, so? You, do you feel like it's the same now in a lot of places? No, it was I then? think it's very. Mu- I think it's. I think it's very much the same. It could be even worse with all this like Instagram and TikTok and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Could be even more super um, superficial. Absolutely. Yeah? You think so? So it's like. But I, I, I. But I don't think that's necessarily bad either. To be honest with you, man. Really? I don't mind it. Surely you see like how that's kind of bad. Like it's it's not it's fake it's not real like as in it's not a and it's not healthy for anyone involved I guess because they're not really happy. I mean, you can, right? I mean look, they're just fake like they they pretend happy. It's built on a deck of cards. Yeah, but then if they choose to live that life, right? 
Yeah, but I mean, you, you could... know, if they can, if they want to, if they they can go to the country and live a nice, wholesome life over there, they can. But they choose to live the superficial life, and yeah, if they're happy with that. Well, you're suggesting can... that the only because like uh, this is why I would think that it would be different now, and obviously there mm. everything gets. Everything gets fakerized eventually, but the push now for mm. more mindfulness and you know all that stuff and being more in touch with your feelings no, man, and all I, that stuff. To be honest, own. to be honest, I, I I really hate that shit. <laughs> I think it's the most pansy, hoopty doola, <laughs> kumbaya shit in the world. I really, really hate this woke. You know, this woke lefty. lefty <laughs> Uh, think about their feelings. Oh, I'm hurt. I wasn't even referring to that side of things as much as I'm talking about, like, you know, like as in it's big in Silicon Valley, like not in terms of like the liberal left leaning sort of stuff, but more the self awareness, the emotional awareness of just being in touch with yourself, meditation and yoga and all this stuff. You know, that's like a very big thing now is people uh, being more in touch with themselves. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I'm saying. And maybe there's been a bit, maybe, maybe a bit of a change. Again, I, I think it can be overblown, that stuff, but like I feel like there's been a bit may, maybe of a shift that way towards a bit more of that where like, yeah, it's... I think, all right, look, I think if it's all this mindfulness and blissfulness and meditating makes you perform better, yeah. right, or makes you a little bit happier, yeah, but then if it makes you lazy and gives you more like, um, I guess, com- what's the word I'm looking for? Excuses like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really I'm, sick like, today. I'm, a, I'm a little bit, I'm feeling really, oh, yeah, like, I'm a little bit out of order today. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love I'm your 300 grand. You really split the I'm getting two. paid 300 grand, 300 grand in a 3k a month apartment, but I'm a bit depressed because XYZ, like, shut the fuck up. You know, there's like, there's people that are born into fucking rubbish tips and that, yeah, and they're fucking grinding. What the fuck, shut the fuck up with your bullshit depression, right? This is how I feel. So I think it, it shifts. Uh, I, I genuinely bad. think people are like la- lazy, complaining creatures. Yeah. And and if any excuse that they can do that, they'll take yeah, it. Yeah. And I think most people are quite lazy. Okay. Like that. So and then if they're if one, especially with all this like you know bullshit woke woke lefty <laughs> movement, like once that becomes mainstream and people can't speak up against that. And people are conformists, right? They like being in a group and they power to the people or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It shifts that way. Yeah. But then it'll shift back to the other way and then shift back to the other way. I think it's just a – Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. actually, on that point, though, move in a range. Guess, uh, before we – just because it's interesting you're saying that. Because, again, I'm just trying to point out, like, examples where it's both at the same time. And you, working in Asia, you'd probably get this quite a bit where there's quite an element, maybe not of, like, emotional blissfulness, but there is an element of politeness and – form that exists in Asian culture with a lot of the time where they're not as direct in the things they say. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> you don't like that, but sure there's people who exist in that space who are it. still managing both, I guess, because, like, you know, are being yeah, directly indirect. Well, I get on with it. Like, yeah, so that's, just be direct. What, why are you, you know, putting the, putting the spice on top or just get on with your life? Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, dude, don't, be, don't be a dick. You know what yeah. I mean? And be like, move out the fucking way, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, move. You know, or like, hey, you did a shit job. Yeah. Like, all right, I did a shit job. Not be like, oh, you know, like um, you could have pointed out this way. You've done a very good job and I really, really appreciate your time here. I mean, you know, blah, 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 you know, floss, 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 <laughs> and then say something half-assed and it's just a long conversation. and Wasting time. It just doesn't get in you. Yeah. yeah, you're wasting time and they might not get it. But if you just go, look, you did a shit job. 
let's fix it up. Done. And if they can't handle it and they buckle under the pressure, they go to HR and Yeah. But I guess the other side of that though is um human beings all human beings have emotional like there's emotions. We all have it. We can't help not having it. So is there a way where like the counter argument to that would be like you, you, if you want them to actually understand what you're saying, you might need to go around a little bit just because you want them to not feel like it's coming from here. So you actually got to, you want to, you want to softly let them know because they might like, for whatever reason, they get defensive, they get too proud or they're like, which would, again, there'd be high powered people who fall into yeah. this, who run businesses, who then are like, nah, fuck mm. it, we're doing this way. Where you're like, actually love mm. your work and you're a genius and you do all this correctly as the CEO, but also maybe we got to do it this way. Like that's actually a better way to get through those barriers, if you know what I mean? Then they're not a good CEO, I don't think. Okay. I think the I think the good CEOs would be direct to their subordinates and they'll be they'll accept being people being direct to them as well. Mm. And look, this is just me personally, but like I think especially now this um you know woke kumbaya snakeflake culture just needs to go, man. I really don't like it. We could, uh, we've all, we've picked up on that by now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if they, if 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 they if if people are buttered over nothing, then they're the ones that need to change. Yeah, yeah. Now look, that's yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's your view and how that works. But uh, that's my view. But yeah, anyways, we should we should uh, tie it off there. It's actually been a great chat. So I guess uh, the one question Thanks, we should ask at the end of these shows is: uh, Do you feel like you found any new connections between yourself and the book? America's <laughs> Absolutely. But I don't commit crimes. Okay. You've, you've said this so many times now. Yeah. I think people are going to get stuck anymore. But... <laughs> All right. Sweet. Thanks very much for being on, man. Thanks, brother. No worries. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sandspants Radio, then why not subscribe to sandspantsplus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's sandspantsplus.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.